You're listening to Line Item Story, a podcast that explores the relationship between inspired creators and passionate entrepreneurs and the heart that lives inside them both to pursue excellence. My name is Bryce Hakama. I'm an actor, entrepreneur, and soap enthusiast working at Red Fox Media. I'm sitting down with Paul Goodyear to talk about the story of his company, the lessons he's learned, and how other creatives can take the leap into the entrepreneurial world and what might be in store for them when they get there. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today, I'm going to be talking with Bryce about something content <laughs> seo or yeah. what was it what was content, the topic you wrote the top- this blog post yeah. that actually was like super good hey it's a three-step summary on how to use content driven seo yeah and honestly your hook was great and a lot of the points in here i thought you uh articulated very well and helped to give a clear understanding so instead of going through all the florals or whatever let's just jump right into it so sure. like go ahead and describe i guess give a brief introduction of like what is content-driven SEO? Sure. So there is a lot on the internet right now about what is SEO, how to maximize your SEO, how to boost your SEO, and the, and the whole objective in search engine optimi- SEO, search engine mm-hmm. optimization, the whole point is to say, how do I get th- on the front page of Google? Mm-hmm. That's the goal, is for when someone searches your business, searches your services, searches your resources, that's what... Um, that's what you want to be found. You want to be found uh, like as the top resource, as the voice of experience in your industry yeah. and as, as the legitimate service. And a lot of people are trying to figure out all these other ways of doing it. And there, I think easily I've read maybe 20 to 30 posts simply about the next, how are we going to beat how are we going to maximize our SEO now? Yeah. Like what's the hack that we're going to try? And, in short, in short, you need to be putting consistent, uniform metadata, quote unquote, and we can launch in that little second, a little bit, uniform metadata in more places as much as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And the best way to do that, I have found, and what many of the people that we've worked have found, is to do that through content-driven metadata. Mm-hmm. Because you end up taking care of a lot of different things all at the same time. You take care of your content, you take care of your RCO, and you take care of, honestly, a, a big responsibility, which a lot of companies are having to take into account in today's modern context. Mm-hmm. So content-driven SEO, in short, is simply using content to create more locations for people to find your services on social media, website, whatever on the internet in order to find your business as fast as possible. Yeah. So let's, so we talk a lot about uh, content marketing Mm -hmm. and uh, just briefly touch on how content marketing is different from content SEO, specifically in the fact of like, what are the goals? Because SEO seems to be more like rank higher in search engines and content marketing seems to be rank higher in people's minds of uh, thought leadership. Yeah, that and marketing can have a, a lot more specific goals in mind. So marketing can be, let's we're going to try to make a sale or we're going to announce a service or we're going to mm-hmm. try to inform uh, about something that we're doing as a company. Um, and they were, it works yeah. in conjunction hand in hand yeah, with they one another. The they time. happen at the exact same time. Marketing can have a, a couple more specific goals in mind with it. But when you market with the steps that we out, that that we outlined in in that blog post you end up boosting your SEO at the exact same time mm. so that's kind of the nuances that the, that it shares all right Bryce so I got a thousand bucks and uh, I want to be on the first page of Google by tomorrow awesome great <laughs> <laughs> so the thing about content is that it's a long game mm. and as much as we would all love to to hack our way to the top of Google that's just not how it works that's Mm -hmm. and there's 
Because uh, Google spends a lot of money. Google to make spends sure a lot of money. That's not, not the case. If, if it was easy to hack Google, we would have all hacked well, Google. They gave us a way to do it. It's called ads. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so it's sort of advertising is a great way to get seen. Marketing and social media well, is a great you, way to get seen. If you want a guaranteed way to get on the first page of Google, it's pay more for an ad. Exactly. Or pay somebody a million some odd dollars to. But even be, then, it's still even a long game. Long game. So content. Content and SEO and, and everything, it's about its about forming uh, consistency. Mm-hmm. It's about creating a consistent, habitual actions that allow you to essentially, it, it's, like running, it's like running a farm. Mm-hmm. You don't plant a bunch of seeds and then the next day you go out and farm some corn. Mm-hmm. It, the next day you walk out and you water and the next day you go out and you weed and mm-hmm. you curate and you take care of that ground and you go over and over and over again in the same patch of land and then one day you get corn and you yeah. yield that. And then I know a lot about farming and I want to talk about No, I know. That's farming. why I was like, dude, we're going to start a brand called Curated Corn. Because <laughs> I don't know that anybody corn. goes out and curates their field. <laughs> well, but I know what you're saying. A lot of farming podcasts would disagree with you. But yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? It's, a, it's not about cheating. It's not about hacking. It's about consistency and it's about being relevant and consistent with curated content. Yeah. So we can only talk about what we do and what we know. How yeah. um, how do we, how do you, I guess, how do you and we as a business go about doing that? Yeah, sure. So what we do is that we set up, well, we, we're a video production company. And mm-hmm. so video is super Google friendly, super internet friendly because. Well, how is that the case? How's that the case? Uh, you got me there. I mean, well, if you I, know, I know if the you, answer, if so, you know the so answer, that, the way that it. it's helpful is because uh, video is more so like you're not getting as many words on a page as like say a blog post or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are getting more engagement. So you, more often than not, it's going to be easier to get people to watch your video than it is get, to get them to read your blog yeah. post, um, which plays a lot into it. So if you've got 10 words on some, on, and the best part about YouTube specifically is that it's like integrated really, really well into Google. I mean, how many times have you or I like searched a friend's name and with their, with their YouTube channel comes up yeah. like pretty often, pretty consistently, even though yeah. in their Facebook page, it's like their Facebook page and their YouTube page. So just having that like one key phrase mm-hmm. and like a ton of different places that's viewed by a ton of different people on a very prominent website, it's going to come up. So yeah. that's how video specifically helps. But also like you're going to, I think you're going to talk about, and you talked about in your blog post, um, is it helps with the content creation. So yeah. you have to spend less time doing it. That's where I was headed next. So yeah, talk about that. So when a company creates content or they hear about video and they hear about posting on social media, that sometimes they think that it's a separate thing mm-hmm. and that there's all these little pockets of things that they need to be doing separately. That's not the case. When you make, so when you start with video, the thing about video is that it's super versatile in that it contains video information, contains audio information, and it contains the the text-based information mm-hmm. that you hopefully took some time to write, hopefully, which we help with that as mm-hmm. well when we need to. Um, but what you have when you create a video first, you then have a great baseline to extract the audio for a podcast. Mm-hmm. You then have the text-based stuff to write your blog post, and you have the video to populate on YouTube. So what you make is this long-form content. That's where you start. You straight we start with really specific, long form, curated content, well-produced, well-executed, well-shot so that it looks good. Because if you're making a whole bunch of content and it looks bad, no one's going to spend time Mm -hmm. watching it. No one's going to take you as a credible source or a credible thought leader. And then what you do is that you extract those individual pieces. So from one 
time spent writing, one time spent shooting, you now have three pieces of content Mm -hmm. and you put those in their respective places. So suggestion, put your video on YouTube, fastest growing social media on the planet right now. Mm. Um, Then you put your blog post on your website or on your wherever it is that you guys do your blogs. Uh, And then you take your podcast and you use a service like Podbean or iTunes or Spotify or something like that. And then you have those three databases. All of them should share similar metadata. And by metadata, I mean keywords, I mean description titles, I mean hashtags, all of it should remain consistent. It should all have the same exact title. Mm -hmm. But it's easy because you made one piece of content. So it has the same title, it has the same description, it has the same tags. So then you have those three pieces of content. And then we get into the distribution facet of things. So then what you do is that you take you cut little bits and pieces of content out of that long form content, out of that long video. You cut 30, 15, 30 seconds out of that one little bit. You take some snippets of the blog post and you put it over top of a nice photo or you take the podcast and you take that audio and then you put that somewhere working on distributing audio files. Yeah, Yeah, there's there's a creative way to do that. Um, But you do all that and then you populate your social media with those. Mm. And then inside of that post or inside of that description you say hey the rest of this information which is important and relevant and specific to you Mm -hmm. target demographic because you want to know all this you should follow the link and go watch the rest of this information Mm -hmm. so what just happens there you now have three different pages with your same metadata on there depending on the social media that you posted it on you have crazy number of places that that data ended up on and all of it is basically creating this content driven seo boosting formula for you so the more places where you show up on the internet the more places google can send visitors to where you want them to go uh and then the journey from there is say okay so you watch this video well how about you watch this other video and how about you go to this blog page where you can read more about the information you just watched on this youtube video and then they're on your website and then they're looking at your about page and then they're looking at your services and suddenly they're filling out a contact form and all of a sudden a visitor has turned into a sale for sure and and that's the thing is like this notice how the end of the pro the point of the content was to not convert the sale Mm -hmm. you know i know we talked about that in our last podcast but i think it's always important to bring up that the point of content and the point of uh you know content marketing which is kind of what we're getting into now or at least touching on because again they're so intertwined is not to convert the sale. And so the same way with the content or with the content driven SEO is to not do a direct conversion of the sale, but mm-hmm. is to again, get people onto a platform and get people in your family. So that way then you can uh, uh, target them with appropriate information that then hopefully will convert to a sale. Yeah. And that family word is so important. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where kind of getting into that curating content comes from. It's are you putting the same consistent person inside of your video? Are you, are you writing with a with a tone and a style of voice that people like listening to? Are you creating good relevant content that people are looking for? Cuz that's that's what curating comes from. Like yeah. you can make something and the beautiful thing about a blog post is that or or putting tags and files that you can edit them later. Mm -hmm. So if you don't see it performing as well as other content that you've made in the past, you can go back and edit it depending on what performs better than other stuff. And that informs you what content to make in the future because that's your demographic looking for you. For sure. So in all of that, that's why paying attention and and it's, it's about intentionality. 
at the end of the day. Because it's very easy to whip a photo onto your social media and to say, this has been my post for the week. Hopefully someone will see it and I hope that I get a like Mm -hmm. and someone will consider me as their friend or whatever. Social media is great for being social, but people really want to hear who you are, what you do, and what makes you different than everyone else. Yeah. So, and that, and that's important. It's important to be intentional about curating the content that you make so that it expresses the most of who you are. Because that's what people are interested in. People, yeah. people, will, people will be a fan of your business. What a crazy concept. If they like you, they like what you have to say, and they're in a small way entertained by what you make, they will be a fan of you, Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy that we're in an age where people can be fans of businesses. Right. I mean, I know we've always had that, but in, in a more direct way where we're talking with and knowing about the owners and, and seeing the employees do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about, with all of this, this episode of the podcast is entirely a microcosm of everything that we're talking about. It is. Um, not to get too meta, but you wrote this blog post. I did. And you said, let's make a podcast about it, which then is also going to be a video that goes on YouTube. Um, But then from that, we're probably going to pull a few individual clips. Yep. Uh, So from one piece of creative work. Sure. Which was your blog post. Mm -hmm. We now have 10 plus pieces of content that we're going to post across multiple platforms. Well, hopefully if we said some good stuff in here. Yeah. Leading to one person viewing this post on a social media thing, clicking it, taking the link to the blog post. So that's already one off-site link traffic, which Google ranks highly as if you send somebody off-site to another site Mm -hmm. to view content, which hopefully then is your own website that you're hosting and not some random WordPress page. Right. um, That then will boost your your page's domain in Mm -hmm. Google search. So somebody searches Red Fox, we rank higher, our Louisville Video Company, we rank higher because somebody clicked on our blog post about SEO marketing SEO or, or marketing, whatever yeah. we're talking about or whatever our audience is interested in. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of how it works a little bit. So what? So that's like the end game, Yeah. you know? So how do you, and I just laid it out a little bit, but how, how would you go about working with a client on like developing a strategy. Yeah, for sure. So what I would talk with them first is like, we get to know their business. We get to know, um, we get to know a little bit about them. And then we kind of launch into the conversation of what it is that they do for their demographic. Well, if they don't know their demographic, we first have, well, that's on the content marketing side. I'm thinking more about like the SEO side specifically. So like, how would you advise people to go about, um, obviously, we have to know their their demographic for yeah. targeting in terms of the keywords and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of that, I think, comes from their you know business SWOT analysis, where they're kind of saying, uh, "Here's where we're trying to go, and here's where we're trying to attack uh, in the business world," and yeah. knowing their keywords of their products and that sorts of things. Like yeah. some of that's already set in stone. Um, but like, what I guess more specifically, what strategy? would you talk to them about like, like give me a couple different levels for SEO strategies. Oh, so you're talking, SEO so you're content. talking like very on like, what is the consistency? Like yeah. What is yeah. The, yeah, like, yeah. Are you going to tell everybody to sit down and do this podcast or are you going to tell it's kind of, it, it'll, it would be different from client to client. Like for example, there was, there was a, another company here in Louisville who makes podcasts for other people mm-hmm. and they were like well like, we don't really need to podcast for ourselves and then like you guys are in prime position to mm-hmm. just do a youtube channel and a blog post 
and in do so and they're, they're already running a blog which is great and so what they could do in conjunction with that that is a youtube channel mm-hmm. which established and they're like cool guys too they're like a really fun group of people um like really awesome guys to to sit down and have conversation with like the, the kind of guys you could sit down have coffee over yeah. be a little be a little creatively nerdy and that kind of thing it was a great conversation and their personalities could really service a youtube channel really well and so that that was the, what I suggested for them was to start, kind of start more of a YouTube channel presence kind of thing and then be able to cut out that micro content, put mm-hmm. it onto different social media sites and that kind of thing. Um, but it's not the same for everybody. Uh, some companies just don't have the personalities in, on staff to be good on camera. And that's not, it's definitely as far as like wanting to make good content, making excellent content, you kind of need to have some bit of a personality when you go on onto camera because it takes you know a little bit of effort on that part. Otherwise, it feels a little awkward. And but I mean, hey, the the internet is fickle, so awkward sometimes is really popular. So yeah. it's it's it, it's all different and interesting. But even more than that, like again, since this is a long game, if you're making videos for uh, like I'm just gonna push back a little bit because yeah. I've seen lots of people who are uh, like if we look back at earlier YouTube channels where we had a bunch of nerds doing YouTube videos about video stuff or yeah. about whatever, uh, at the beginning, they were terrible on at on-camera presence. Yeah. And uh, over time, they just got they better. Got better. Yeah. You know? So, like, that's not to say, like, obviously, if somebody who's super personable and good on camera, yeah. do it. But that's not to say, like, don't don't give it a shot. Yeah. No, 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 no. Definitely not. So, as far as, like, moving and transitioning into YouTube, it is always a great idea because... YouTube is, again, the fastest growing social media on the planet. There's like 50 years of video posted every single day. And that doesn't mean like, oh, no, no, my video is going to get lost. I mean, it will get lost in the shuffle if you're not, one, being consistent, mm-hmm. two, promoting that content by linking it to other places on different websites. Um, but a great way to get started as far as like the more comfortability facet of things is get started by just doing... Um, by writing consistently, writing about your product, if you're and if you're already writing about your product, just straight up just read the thing that you wrote. Mm. Write the thing and then just read it into a microphone and then you have more interesting things to listen to. Like people can't read a blog post while they're driving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You know, so, but they can listen to a podcast and they can listen to little snippets and, and whatnot, especially with like the cool autoplay face features on Facebook and Instagram and all these other social media sites like videos autoplay and then you put uh, captions underneath them at the bottom mm-hmm. of the screen so people don't even have to listen to the audio they can just read a, a rolling thing of what's going on and then it, it's it's all about peaking curiosity it's all initially it's all about peaking curiosity and then once people are committed to listening to what you have to say because on some level you have helped them I mean, if you have a business, you should be doing sales and it's all about finding pain points, about making people's lives better. And so once you're already talking about that, people will pay attention to that. It's about piquing the curiosity past that point. Mm. So a blog post is not super interesting. It's, it's, it's not, it's a lot of information kind of outlined, unless you're like the most entertaining writer about, uh, I don't know what your business is or or topic that you're directly interested in, but yeah, a, a blog is again like you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. It's like it's a lot of reading. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of just text-based information, which is works really good for SEO. But as far as like driving content, like as far as like driving customer experience and driving yeah. that customer journey onward to interacting with your, your with your it's service, hard to get new people to your yeah, blog. it's hard to get new people to your blog. It's really easy to get new people to your YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to get new people into your podcast. Everyone and their cousin is like 
really interested in whatever the podcast is now. That's just one of the formats that people are really into. But what people have been into since 2000 and onwards has been YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's really been like, oh. I think YouTube was later than that, but it's, it's okay. Like, I mean, yeah. Well, you, you know what I mean, like 2000 yeah. to 2007. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I honestly don't have a great historical That's okay. Don't worry about it. my brain. <laughs> Tupac, yeah, Tupac so was in the 1890s. Of, it's oh my goodness the, um, <laughs> uh, so it's more of like I guess where would you suggest people start like if they if they don't have you, like you talked about the other people who already had a podcast going like that's great that makes sense together yeah. did you do you think everybody should start with YouTube or do you think they should start with a blog I think oh yeah oh, yeah yeah, I mentioned that they, they, if you're not doing anything yet, write a blog. You need to be writing about your your service and about your industry. You need to be, man, it, it kills me that people don't know what's going on in their own industry. Yeah. It is crucial that you know what's going on. You got to know, you got to know what's, what industry news is happening. Yeah. You got to know when things are dropping. You got to know when, like, you got to know what your competitors are saying. Mm-hmm. That's the research you should be doing. I mean, if you don't know who your competitors are, then your business is in, is in much dire shape and you should have a different conversation with somebody else. But you need to you need to be seeing what your competition is also saying so you can fill in the gaps. Mm. You need to be writing content that covers what your competition isn't covering because your demographic is reading their stuff. Mm-hmm. Your, your potential clients are reading their stuff. Yeah, because even pe- if it's just like casually on their page, like I mean, even when I like looked at an HVAC service the other day, like they had a blog post that was things that you need to look for when you're going through and doing spring, spring cleaning or whatever. Like yeah. I clicked on it, read it for a few minutes and great, moved on, you know, but it was still like, it really reassured me that these people knew what they were doing, even though it was a casual blog post on their page. Yeah. And if your need ever comes up for that specifically, 100%, 100%, you know where to go. And yeah. that's, and that's the thing, like a lot of get it. People need to get it out of their heads that more people are impulse buyers than they're not. Mm. people will buy with their hearts. People will buy with their heads and people will buy with their other nether Mm. regions. (laughs) That's kind of the three categories of people that three categories that people buy from. And you can't assume that everyone's going to buy from their heart. You have to also assume that people are going to buy from like, Mm -hmm. let me do some research here. Let me read into this a little bit. Now, heck, if you've got like create if you're doing video content marketing, chances are like people's hearts are going to be invested in that already, especially yeah. if you're like you're an interesting person to yep. look look at. You you're saying good things and people are like, oh, yeah, I feel like they really know what they're talking about. People will know, you know what you're talking about once they start reading what you have to say. Yeah, that's for sure. True. So yeah. so begin with the blog. Definitely begin with the blog. Um, and then from there, take your blog post and just read it into a microphone. Mm-hmm. Just read it or in, your cell phone or your cell phone. It's it's. This is a really nice setup. You yeah. don't need a yeah. crazy nice setup to do this specifically. And, you know, video is becoming... Okay video is becoming much easier to accomplish. I mean, accomplish. I, would, I would argue instead of going for straight audio that they film themselves you and want, post okay, to YouTube. Because okay. uh, I think that's more accessible than podcast. Because podcasting kind of has, like, has a specific format. You know, for the most part. Yeah. But it's like you could literally record anything and upload it to YouTube and somebody's probably going to watch it. Like I, I watched a video yeah. of a mattress that had like five or 6,000 views that maybe had like three or four other videos posted about it. Huh. And like it was a terrible video. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like the only video that like described what I wanted to know about. Yeah. Um, my suggestion as far as doing like podcast stuff goes, it helps people get comfortable speaking. That's true. And that's kind of coming, it's coming from a different angle for, than from where you're yeah. coming at, like doing performance stuff and that kind of thing. It's, 
it, if you want or if you're looking to become more comfortable as far as like speaking things out loud and not being mm-hmm. so dependent on I mean like a camera is an intimidating tool which for people who have never used dude, it before you're not wrong it, it's the I was looking at it from and I, I realized this as we were talking I it was I was looking at it from more of a what is the least like if we start with write a blog post what's the next level of yeah. investment mm-hmm. next level investment in my mind is like say it to a video yeah then the next level of investment is then do a podcast. Yeah. Cause like you kind of have to do that slightly differently. Now we're, if you can right. do it in this format where you're, you're ideally what we would have done is film this podcast, then, then written the, the blog, blog post, post. Yeah. And then also posted to YouTube. So we're only doing the creative part once, but right now we're doing it twice. So like for the other person who's just starting off, if you can start with a podcast, great. You can great. All of do it. that. Yeah. But it does take a little bit more formatting mm-hmm. content has to fit it exactly. Yeah. So, if you haven't started and you want the least amount of investment, I, I think we're on the same page. That blog is the right place to start. And then if you're looking for the next step up in investment, then YouTube's probably the next place yeah, to go. Yeah, I would completely agree, except in the context of someone being uncomfortable on camera. Fair. fair. Maybe, I, yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, just to just for the first couple times, because eventually, like, mm-hmm. after your fourth time talking into a microphone, I'm not even looking at the camera at this point. And so you can just ignore that it's there Mm -hmm. and your on-camera presence improves dramatically. For sure. And so, I mean, that should be, that means that should be something else we talk about another time, like sometime else. Mm -hmm. Note for later, we're going to talk about presence on camera. Anyway. Yeah, you can do that. uh, I will do that (laughs) alone in this room. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of the, For sure. So, so then going from there is, uh, so we, the reason we keep coming back to the content so much, yeah, like about making a video or writing a blog post or whatever, is because SEO content, SEO marketing, um, in terms of, or what did you call it? SEO content? Content-driven SEO. Content-driven SEO. That's the right language. Content-driven SEO is really starts with having the content to post in the first place, but the concept of SEO-driven content is... Um, that uh, well, You got to be careful, though. Content-driven SEO and SEO-driven content are very different. You're right. You're right. You're right. Whatever we're talking about. Sure. Content-driven SEO. Content-driven SEO really comes down to, are you tagging it right? Are you posting in different places? Is it content that people want to watch? Mm-hmm. Um, we keep coming back to talking about what format you should do it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that's the main that's the most amount of work that you're going to put into it. Yeah. is like mapping out where yeah. things are going to go. And having something to start with. Like you got to have that thing before you can post it and mm-hmm. put in the metadata and naming right. and all that other sort of stuff. So as far as figuring out the thing. Yeah. Hmm. But, but then that comes back to, uh, we really keep coming back to content marketing. Like yeah. what is it? Because, because that's the, the SEO part is the how and the content marketing is the, is what, the what, you know? Yeah. So, um, I, we're we're kind of running out of time, but like, what other? Do you have any takeaways that you want to kind of throw out there? Maybe wrap up some points, talk about something that you didn't feel like you covered as well. Mm, I feel like I talked through a, a, a good bit of it. Um, I feel like we kind of skimmed. I always feel like I skim over metadata, and I feel like it's just worth uh, a read. Mm-hmm. Uh, inside the blog post, I linked some some other mm-hmm. resources for people to dive in and have some more like information about that kind of thing to extrapolate on. Well, it's but, important to know about the level of metadata that we're talking yeah, about here. So it, like, it's, it's uncoded. It's it's very simple, straightforward. As long as it's uniform and uh, very intentionally and explicitly outlined for what you're going for, I mean, you'll, you'll accomplish what yeah. it is that you're trying to accomplish. But I could... I, 
I, I could have said that and I could have said 15 other things and I still feel like I, I, I seem to skim over metadata um, and, and content. And all over our YouTube channel, you're going to see stuff about why and how to make better content. It's always going to be about that. Are you looking everyone's kind of like, am I looking to educate? Am I looking to inspire? Am I looking to entertain? Mm -hmm. Like what am I like? You're doing all three of those at the exact same time and really partnering with someone who knows how to effectively do that works so much better to your advantage than just being like, well, I'm going to talk about this one thing and then I'm not quite sure what it is that I'm trying to do in the hearts, in the minds, in the nether regions of the people who are watching, who are consuming what, what I'm putting out there. Um, so that, and those are other videos that you can take a look at as far as how to make content that works better. Mm -hmm. um, my last thing, I think, for the last thing that I would wanna talk about is um, don't get discouraged when you take our advice and you for, you first start out doing this. It's gonna feel really discouraging when yeah. you go to a YouTube video and there's like 12 views and it, it discourages you, it discourages me, mm -hmm. Jonathan is, yeah, he, we we all know. Like we've we've like especially video people, yeah. we get really discouraged when we look at content. And it's just not. Well, where it's we also like because we we've really focused on the Red Fox channel. Yeah, trying to improve that when we've all come from our own personal channels having videos with you know tens of thousands of views on it. Like we're not massive I mean, you channels, anyway. <laughs> but it, but it's still like we both come from places where we put in work and time into our own personal stuff, and then now we have to start from scratch again yeah. on our channel. So we definitely understand. Mm -hmm. Uh, like coming from like coming from a large again. viewership to a small viewership yeah. is difficult, and we get that. But we know where we're going in the long mm -hmm. game, and that's I think what you have to focus on when you start out doing this and you start out having these conversations about what to do. You can't get discouraged when your first stuff gets put out yeah. there and it's not worth anything. So give yourself six months. Give yourself six months and keep on doing it. And your first stuff is your worst stuff. Yeah, it always is. Um, Snoop Dogg said that in so many words. Um, but your first stuff is your worst stuff. And so don't get hung up on like making everything perfect. Just aim for excellence and you'll hit somewhere in the ballpark of where you're trying to go. Mm -hmm. yeah. no, that's great. Um, and do it sustainably. You know, like, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. don't don't rush out and say you're going to post seven pieces of content a week when in mm. reality you can only do once a month yeah. like really gauge what you can do and consistency is better than sporadic yeah i mean first getting started out suggest one post every two weeks yeah ideally it's a great place to go yeah all right well thank you bryce i yep. appreciate it and uh that's about it uh, is there anything you want to wrap up with uh i mean i don't know how to wrap this up yeah well punch that like button and oh, subscribe right. uh so gross. I, there's got to be a better sign off out there in what, the world. Like and subscribe. I mean, it's exactly what we want them to do. Like, subscribe, check out our Follow other stuff. Follow my RSS feed. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> Connect with me on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> my, ooh, Jonathan, <laughs> get your MySpace trash out of here. Anyway. Anyway. Follow us, like us on all the social media platforms. I'm sure there's going to be some graphic that shows 
our social media handles for both company and personal stuff. Maybe not personal. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. And other YouTube videos yeah. up there. We have we have like tons of other resources over on the Red Fox channel. Read the blog. Follow follow the the content marketing path that I've carved for yeah, us. Yeah, honestly, in this video. do it. I, yeah. I mean, let's let's sign up with that. Please please do it. Like it's gonna make your business better. It's gonna make your personal brand better. Yeah. Um, and stick with us through this journey and hopefully as we learn you'll learn also um, and we can do this together yeah. so. and if anything happens we will revisit this topic at 100%. a later date 100%. cool stuff alright thanks everybody thanks Bye. that's it for this week's episode of Line Item Story thank you so much for watching and for listening I appreciate your support and I'll see you next time